Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Well, if you're taking notes, my message tonight is titled, How to Not Give Up. I mean, so many of us struggle with this, about not giving up. I mean, probably every year at the beginning of the year, come January, people are making these New Year's resolutions, things I'm going to change in my life. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start working out. Maybe I'm going to start reading more books. And we're about a week or two into it, and we start falling off, and we just start giving up on ourselves and on our goals. And these are things that all of us have struggled with. And so giving up is a hard thing. We've all dealt with it. I want to tell you a story about a a woman by the name of uh, Florence Chadwick. She is an amazing woman, Florence Chadwick. There's going to be a picture of it that's going to pop up. This woman, in 1950, she was the very first woman to to swim the English Channel, meaning from London to Paris. She swam across that river, that that huge divide. She swam it, and it was 16 hours she swam from London to to Paris, from England to Paris. She swam the English Channel. It was amazing. And then in 1951, she swam the way back. Twice she did this. Twice she was the very first woman to do this feat. It was amazing. And in 1952, she set out on another adventure. And on 1952, she had the idea that I'm going to swim from Catalina to California. So she trained. She got ready. She stepped out on the water on that morning. She was ready to go, trained up, ready to go from Catalina to California. But something was different about this swim. She got into the water, and this early morning, this, there was a super thick fog that had rolled in. The water was a lot colder than she had expected, and there was more, uh, a little bit of a, a, a tur- not turbulence, like a choppy, choppier than she had expected it to be. So she started her swim, and as she's swimming, kicking, swimming, paddling, kicking, swimming, paddling, just doing exactly what she trained to do, this fog did not let up. And she said that it was so thick, she could not even see the safety boat that was right next to her. But she kept pushing through and persevering, pushing through. And about 15 hours into her swim, this was a 26-mile swim that she had to do. 15 hours in, she began to get fatigued. She said her body began began to get fatigued. And worse than that, her mind began to get fatigued. And she began to say out of her mouth, I don't think I can make it. I can't do it. The fog is too thick. And she began to yell to the safety boat, I think I'm done. I can't do it. And the safety boat, the people in the safety boat began to tell her, no, just keep going. Don't give up. Just keep going. You can do this. 16 hours in, she says, I can't. I can't do it. And she stops swimming. So the safety boat comes up and pulls her out of the water into the boat. And her mom is on the boat. And there's different people attending to her, making sure that she's okay and and getting her warm. And they let her know that she was less than a half of a mile from shore. The next day, they had an interview with her. And she said, the fog was so thick. And I didn't know where I was. And I couldn't see my end goal. So I ended up giving up. If I could have only seen, if I could have just seen the shore, I know I could have pushed past my breaking point. I know I could have pushed past what I normally can do. If I could have just 
seen the shore, I know I would not have given up. And I heard this story as I was reading it. Man, I was thinking about so many people in this world, in this life. We kind of can relate to her that we're in this life and we're just surrounded in this fog of doubt and worry and depression and things are coming up. And I feel like I'm so thick in this fog and I just can't see the end. If I could just see the shoreline, then, then maybe I can keep pushing through. And I feel like I'm so alone in this water that I can't even see the safety boat. But the Holy Spirit is kind of like that safety boat. And he's telling you, look, you can make it. You're right there. Don't give up right now. Don't give up. You can do this. What was interesting about the story is that the people in the boat knew exactly where she was. And they knew exactly how far she had to go. And they knew that if she, could just, if she only knew that she was only less than a half a mile, but they couldn't tell her. So they were encouraging her. No, you can do this. Don't give up. You're right there. But a lot of us, we feel like that. Like we're stuck in this fog and we feel just utterly alone and nobody is around us and I can't see the help that is there. If I could have just seen the shore, I wouldn't have given up. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to start reading Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31. It says this, He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall, shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall surely utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love this part right here where it says, for those who trust in the Lord shall wait, shall wait on the Lord. They shall wait on the Lord. And a lot of times people think that this, this term wait on the Lord means to just sit down and, and literally just wait and do nothing. How many of you have ever been to a restaurant and, and uh, you can know the difference. I'm sure that you know the difference between a good waiter and a bad waiter. A bad waiter is one that you have to find them. Like, where did they go? I need my, my ketchup. I need my mayonnaise. I need this. I need that. And you can't find them. They've just disappeared. They brought the food. They brought your drink. And that's it. They checked out. They're gone. You can't find this. You have to find somebody else and be like, hey, I don't know where my waiter is, but can I get a refill on my Coke or something? A good waiter is one that is almost always at the table to the point where they are bugging you. Hey, do you guys need anything? How's everybody doing? How's your food going? The food just got here. I haven't eaten it, bro. But how are you doing? Do you need anything else? They are constantly asking. They're constantly at the table trying to see, is there anything else I could do for you? This scripture here, waiting on the Lord, is not that I'm just going to sit and do nothing. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to do whatever I can to please the Lord. It says, for those, because those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm actively pursuing God. That's my waiting on the Lord. We can take this scripture or, or this scripture and we can break it into three phases of the scripture. The first one is this, the understanding phase. It's the understanding phase. It's... I have to understand that God is my source. I have to understand that, that I can't do this on my own, that he is my source. The first part says, he gives power to the weak, that when I'm weak, 
I get my strength from him. I don't get it from my friends. I don't get it from my job. I don't get it from anything else around me. When I am physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually drained, I'm weak. My strength comes from God. It's not going to come from uh, watching TV or taking a nap. No, when I need something for my soul, my spirit is longing for him. I need strength that only he can provide. When I have no might, it says that he... He gives me that power. He gives me that strength. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says this. This is Paul speaking. He says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I strain towards what lies ahead of me. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Jesus Christ. I love this scripture because it, it paints a picture. Paul, at first off, he says, look, I, don't cons- I, I understand that I have not done this on my own. I, I love that Paul the Apostle, the one that wrote most of the New Testament, is letting us know that he did not do it alone. So why are we as Christians, why are we as believers trying to do it on our, on our own? That we think that we're alone in this thing, that I have to do it in my own power, in my own might, in my own understanding when God is saying, I'm your comforter, I'm your guide, I'm your helper, I'm your strength, I'm your power. Paul the Apostle says, brothers, I don't consider myself to have done anything outside of the power of God. That it was not me alone, but it was God working through me. And then he goes on to say this. I'm, I'm I, I, forgetting what lies behind me. I strain, I work so hard to reach towards Christ as I'm reaching my goal, which is heaven. See, too often we're too, too caught up with the world and what's going on and politically or what's going on around us. I, I'm a, I can attest to that, that I get too focused on what's going on in the news or what's going on with, with cryptocurrency or what's going on with this or with that. I'm too focused and I need to focus on what really matters and that is the upward call. Our goal is to see him face to face and Paul understood that I'm letting go of the things that are behind me. And I'm straining towards what is most important, and that is my relationship with God and seeing Him face to face. The second phase that we can put this scripture into is clarity. Understanding is so important. It's clarity comes power. Psalms chapter 27 verse 1 says this. Psalms chapter 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, the verse here says, and Isaiah 40 says, For those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There was clarity, understanding that it's in God is where my strength comes. It's in God is where my hope comes from. And that's where it's at. I need clarity, understanding that God is my source. Clarity, understanding. I have confidence that he is my strength. I have confidence that he is, he is uh, my, my wisdom. My, my hope is in him. There's confidence. Once I realize that it's in him, that I'm not doing it alone, I can wait on the Lord with full confidence. Not worried about anything because I am waiting in Christ Jesus. Because I know that he is my strength. Because I know that he is my power. That everything that I need is in him. 
The third phase that we can break this verse into is the breakthrough. The breakthrough, the Lord of the breakthrough. And I want us to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11. Now, there, throughout Scripture, there are many different names of God. These are the, the different names are his characteristics of who God is. And this is one that I had never even heard, heard of before. So I want to read this. 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11 says this. So David and his men went up to Belperism, and there he defeated them. This is now talking about David fighting the Philistines. So he says, so David and his men went up to Belperism, and there he defeated them. And he said, as water breaks out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So this place I call Belperism. He says, See, the word bell means Lord, and parism means breakthrough. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. David is declaring God the Lord of the breakthrough. Isaiah says this, this latter part, this is the, the breakthrough part. It says, they shall run and not worry. They shall walk and not faint. See, as, as we're going through, there's going, to be, there's going to be hindrances, there's going to be hardships that come through, but as long as I have focus knowing that God is my strength, that God is my source, and I'm waiting in Him, and I understand that He is the God of the breakthrough. I can have full confidence in who He is in my life. I can have full confidence knowing that no matter what may come up against me, no matter what can, may come up from the right or to the left, that God is my strength and he, source, and He is my breakthrough, that I'm not here on my own. That Yes, there's maybe a thick fog around me, but I'm not swimming alone, that God is with me in this. And he is my strength, and he is the Lord of my breakthrough. Now, I know there's times in our lives where we feel that this thick fog is just all around us. And, and it's here, and I feel like it's never leaving my life. Maybe it's there because of things that we have done in our life. There's situations in our life that are because of us. Or some are outside of our control. But when I understand that God is my source, I can wait in full confidence knowing that He is my strength. He is my hope. He is my salvation. That He is everything that I need. And He is the Lord of the breakthrough. I can have full confidence in Him. That I can finish my race and not give up and not quit and not throw in the towel just when it gets hard because I feel like I'm alone, but I, I understand that, that God is with me. Think about how Chadwick felt. She said, if I can only see the shore, if I could just see the shore, then I would not have given up. A lot of us, you need to understand the shore is Jesus Christ. The shore, if I can just see him in this situation, if I just know that he's here with me, then I will not give up. And the place that we're trying to get to is heaven. See, you need to understand that this life, we were made for a person and a place. We were created for a person and a place. We were created for Jesus. And our place that we're headed to is heaven. That's our goal. When I understand that God is in every single situation that I'm in, whenever I find myself in this hardship, that I am not alone, that God is right here, that, that it may feel so overwhelming, but knowing that God is the God of the breakthrough, I can keep swimming.
I can keep swimming. It doesn't matter how foggy it gets because I know that my God is the God of the breakthrough. I just want to encourage you tonight that no matter where you find yourself tonight, no matter what circumstances or situations you find yourself currently in right now, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you right where you are. He loves you so much that he does not want to leave you in the situation you currently find yourself. And he wants to elevate you, bring you up higher. He wants you to know that he is the God of the breakthrough. And there's breakthrough that's ready for you today. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.